0: welcome to the DIY Photo Organizing Podcast, focusing on topics to help you with your photo management. I'm Fiona from Photo Helper.
1: And I'm Chantal from Photos in Order. Hi everyone and hi to Adam, our guest today.
2: Hey folks, thanks for the invitation. I have been looking forward to this.
1: And we have, because we're very excited to have you on again, it's actually the third time, I think, (laughs) and regular listeners, (laughs) sorry, what was that? Our most popular guest. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And regular listeners, you will know that, um, yeah, as I said, Adam has been here before and one was episode 42, if you want to go back, and in which he was talking about how to convert all the media, like your old movie reels, like your printed photos. It's actually one of our most popular episodes, so go have a listen. (laughs) And he's also, of course, one of our affiliates. Um, We love his courses and you can find them on our webpage. And after the discussion today, where we will talk about his newest book, very exciting. Um, You might want to go back and check out those courses too. They might be helpful. So that was in episode 67, by the way. So again, we're very excited to have you on, Adam, and to talk about your latest book. And Fiona's going to read a little intro and a little bio so that new listeners know who you are.
0: Exactly. So yeah, we're thrilled to have Adam on today. So a little bit about Adam. So Adam Pratt um, has a fabulous business called Chaos to Memories. And we'll be talking about that um, throughout the book. But overall, Adam loves people, photography, and a good story. So um, I have known Adam now for a number of years. So yes, I can vouch for those comments too. <laughs> He's last 25 years at the intersection of creativity and technology including 22 years at adobe where he worked on the creative cloud team he's a professional photo organizer a software trainer and a photographer he's also the founder of chaos to memories where he helps people enjoy their photos again by turning their photo chaos into precious memories that they can enjoy and share. Adam, welcome to the podcast today.
2: Thank you. Um, and before we get started, I know you have questions for me. I just want to say how much I appreciate what you two do. Um, I love the energy. I love the passion. I'm super impressed with what you guys do. Um, if I was going to have a podcast, this is what it would be, but you've already done it so well. So, so thank you. <laughs> I've, I've been looking forward to joining you again. Thank oh, you. fabulous.
0: Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Well, look, we're thrilled and excited about today because um, this is your eighth book, I hear, which is just phenomenal. It's exciting. I have already won and obviously this one is the second on my bookshelf as soon as I can get my hands on a on a good hard copy of it. Um, so before we jump into the details about the book, Um, and a little bit about your story behind that. Can you just tell our lovely
2: listeners
0: um, a bit about yourself and how this world of Chaos to Memories came about?
2: Yeah, um, they say hindsight is clear, like after it's over, right? So as I look back, the journey that led me here is really clear and it's an amazing intersection of photography. So I grew up in a family of photographers I was i was as young as i think 12 years old and i was like rolling like um yeah rolling my own film in the bathroom at home developing my own film in a home dark room um so i grew up around photography uh, i also grew up around computers and technology and um you know pursued that with passion spent 22 years at adobe as you mentioned um and then spent many years as a photographer so that intersection of like technology and creativity and photography helped me about 10 years ago, scan and organize all of my uh, home movies, family photos, and all of that. And I loved the project. Most people sounds like like they want the end result, but they don't want to do the work. And so I loved it. And then I couldn't help but think, I can't be the only family out there that wants their photos, you know, safe and searchable and, and secure in case something bad happened. And so that's when I kind of branched out and had the confidence and started, finding clients and uh, we started Chaos to Memories about five years ago and uh, and that's kind of the genesis that led me here.
0: Mm. Fantastic. I, I just think it is, it's a, and, and like you said, you know, the, having that hindsight to look through, it's amazing how all those pieces just fall into place and it is such a perfect blend because when we're dealing with, with this um, area of, of photos and memories and all these different um formats, it is very much a technical um component and um and it's just a beautiful blend. So it's um yeah, you can see that you were created for this role. <laughs> I think so. It's a good and One of the things I have to say too, which I'm really looking forward to getting into with the the discussion around the book, um, is the methodical approach. And I think that that's also a strength that your your past experiences has really brought forward and is definitely, you know, as a leader in our industry, um, that ability to be able to teach the importance of a methodical approach, especially in this area of organising photos. And, our you know, from our listeners, obviously our focus is on, you know those at home that are doing it themselves, and they want to have a go, or then reach out to get some help from others. Um, but but that is really a theme through the book um, because we've had a little peek inside, which is yeah, which is great. We're very grateful that we've been able to do that. Um, that is really a strength, and we just love that. But that's that's a real reflection about I think you and how your team with your business um, at Chaos to Memories work as well. Very. Uh, it's very well thought out, but it's come from a lot of experience, I guess. There's a lot of trial and error in that. Is that right? The,
2: uh, there is. And honestly, that's a major motivation behind the book is because I have gone down all these roads. Like At, 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 a t- at my heart, I'm a researcher. I love to try things. I love to test things. I love to improve things. So um, we have a really solid workflow that we use with all of our clients, but that didn't happen like on day one it we found that workflow and we created that workflow because we went down a whole bunch of other routes that didn't work Mm. things that failed things that were slow things that were low quality like all those things so my heart behind the book is let me save you from all those dead ends right let me save you from all that wasted time because the reality is is um i love organizing photos but it's tedious it takes a long time it's a big Mm. project right And so I want people to spend their time getting things done, not going down those dead ends. So that's, that's kind of my heart behind it and try to give people a framework for going forward.
0: Fantastic. Mm. So jumping into that, can we, I don't even think we've introduced the name of this book. People are like, what is this book? <laughs> how many minutes in and i'm like oh well we're just assuming we've said that all right so could you please introduce us adam to um the book
2: <laughs> yeah so the name of the book is declutter your photo life and and that comes from what we see in all of our clients there's one common thread and clients tell us that they feel overwhelmed like they love their photos they're important to them they want them safe and charitable but they feel overwhelmed. And an interesting backstory to our business, when we started about five years ago, I, I was already hearing that phrase overwhelmed. And so I wanted to buy that domain name. And I thought that would be a great name for a business. It would be flexible, you know, like I could do photos and other stuff, you know, it would be kind of vague enough. And I found the domain and it was for sale, but it was, uh, the asking price was 183,000 US dollars. Oh. At which point, right? <laughs> At which point I said, it's not that good an idea. So I did not buy that domain name. We became Chaos to Memories instead. Um, but that's, that's the title of the book, Declutter Your Photo Life. And then the subtitle, this is kind of a joke where like the keywords come in. The subtitle for search engine maximization is curating, preserving, organizing, and sharing your photos. Because that's kind of what we all want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we just want to get them sensible. We want to get them safe. We want to be able to share and enjoy them. So that's, that's the book.
0: Exactly. Fantastic. So um, one of the things I'd love to, if you could share with us, who is the book written for? Who's your main audience that you believe will benefit from the book?
2: Yeah, I think there. I have two main audiences in mind. One is um, aligned with your audience, right? It's that like DIY photo organizing. And again, my hope is from a professional experienced perspective, right? Like I worked at Adobe for 22 years, I actually just recently calculated, I think I've been doing professional scanning for 29 years, which must mean I'm getting a little older, but I've been, <laughs> I've been doing this stuff a long time. And um, for those DIY folks, I wanna give them a good framework so that they can be on a good path from the very beginning. And yet at the same time, I know I have lots of friends and peers who are photo organizers, and there's some unique things in this book that aren't in any of my other courses or learning resources yet some of my strategies about deduplication, which is Mm -hmm. a common problem, strategies about curation, which is a real like challenge and also very like emotional and like difficult for people sometimes to like throw some of their own bad photos away. Mm -hmm. So I I talk about those things in here as well. And so regardless of where you're coming from, I I think there's something for everybody that will be really helpful.
0: Mm. Yeah, and look, going through that that's definitely something I really picked up on and I think um, I think it really does speak to that ability to to help a lot of people because while I I see there's a lot of detail and technical information in there I think people that really are going on this journey of organizing, if you're going to do it, you at some point need to learn that, either for yourself or have somebody else do it. So there's, it, you know, it really it's it was really good to see that in there um, mm-hmm. and be able to do that. But the strategy behind it, and especially on that issue of curation, which um, I actually have a, a couple of questions about some things you wrote in there about that, I was interested to hear. Um, and you know, it, it's it's a it's a difficult process. It is a difficult process. And so under, understanding the um, your, uh, I guess, purpose behind why you're doing what you do in the process is really helpful.
2: Mm. Good. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, just one comment about the curation process. So, and, I'm, and I talk about this in the book, there's a photographer named Jimmy Chin Uh he's I'm not personal friends with him, but I know about him and I've and I've heard him teach. And he is one of the world's best adventure photographers, right? He was like he was on the team that shot the free solo movie, right? Like an amazing Oscar-winning documentary. Like a brilliant movie, yeah. Yeah. So he's an amazing photographer, video guy, and an athlete in his own right. And um, I've seen him present about his workflow and he's hanging off a mountain in the most exotic places in the world. They get back to base camp and you know, the first thing he does, he throws away half of his images because okay. he, one of the best photographers in the world knows that half of his stuff is just rubbish. And, and what I face as an organizer, and I want to be gentle and winsome with my clients, but they need to not keep all of their photos, right? If the world's best Mm -hmm. photographers are throwing away half on day one, we should probably curate our photos as well, right? Mm -hmm. And probably not keep all of them. And And that said, it doesn't have to be a great photo to keep, right? Sometimes it's just a good memory. And so I'm not trying to be a snob about photography, but I'm also trying to be realistic to say, most of us take a lot of photos. And you know, the person who dies with the most photos doesn't win. Like mm. if, if the archive's too big, it becomes overwhelming. It's not enjoyable anymore. So, mm. so that's some of my motivation and, and just one of the examples I talk about in the book.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, I think that's why it's interesting, you know, going down this path and having a book like this really uh, for people that, that have, I mean, everyone, let's face it, everybody has photos. Uh, of some kind at <laughs> some place and you know th- there's just no avoiding that and so it holds so much um emotional attachment to it and yes. when you're talking about this curation and um i mean now we're in the conversation i'm going to ask you my question i was going to ask you oh, <laughs> please but yeah but you did you you mentioned in there um sort of even as a lead up to uh to doing the the um, curation Is um, and and I like the way you talk about it because it I I, I've I haven't got the exact wording but it talked you you were talking about um, aligning it to a museum and you know we have them stored in the storehouse you know and then we bring out our best ones for display yeah and I think that's a great analogy too Mm -hmm. to be able to because that's our you know that's our um, our photo books and our Um, wall art you know that we have and our gifts and things like that that we give but then there's still some in the back storage but not everything um, uh, as far as the photos go but from from your experience you mentioned in the book that um, that when you're going through this process people um, do have a hard time with that step Um, from your experience I mean you do a lot of work for people obviously that's your business in, in chaos to memories um and we highly recommend if you're in the u.s and you haven't you know if you're looking at doing that you know really reach out and have a look at adam's website and just sort of see if that might be something that aligns with you and um you to to look at getting some help in this area but when you're doing that for people how do you find like what's the uptake rate <laughs> of people actually going ahead and following that advice? Um, in doing that step, in that curation? Yeah,
2: so in the curation, um, I would say for people who are gonna do their own, maybe 10%, honestly. Most people, yeah. they, it's it's too overwhelming and they just don't do it. Um, it's It's either overwhelming or the other thing, sadly, but I understand, is the idea of curation can actually bring up feelings of insecurity, right? Like, am I a bad photographer? Or did I miss things that I regret, or maybe I see photos that remind me of things that are difficult in life, and those yep. that's 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 true for many of us right and mm-hmm. um, and so so the, all of those things there can be a little bit of shame, there can be some disappointment, and it can be overwhelming to tackle. however, if they let us and I'm not trying to sell my services, but like yep. if working with somebody outside can be yep. helpful because oh. somebody who has a photographer's eye, who understands you as a client, who has sympathy and care for you as a client, I can make decisions that are harder for you than they are for me, right? And yet I come with a creative, artistic photographer's eye. And for clients who let us curate their photos, I've never had a complaint. Yeah. I've never had an issue. And frankly, we're pretty brutal about it. like we 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 have, and we, but we don't just guess, right? Like we have conversations, we have checklists. We do an interview. We understand what's important to them. We have priorities, parameters. So we really get their permission on all about ten or twelve different factors, and then we use their input to curate the photos. We have, and we do that on millions of photos every year. We have yet to have a single complaint because what they get back is actually enjoyable. They don't feel any overwhelmed anymore, they're thrilled. So sometimes you need that outside perspective. And and one of the ways to get an outside perspective that I like is time travel, right? Pretend, I didn't didn't use this example in the book, I don't think, but pretend it's a hundred years from now. Will this photo be interesting? Literally generations from now, when you're not even here anymore. What did you have for breakfast? Nobody cares, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, What color was the couch you thought about buying six years ago? Nobody cares, right? But snapshots of life, relationships, like people will care about those things. So I think in terms of time, that helps me make decisions for myself and for our clients.
1: I like how um, even the title of the book, you know, declutter your photo life. I like that emphasis on decluttering because I come originally from I started my business as a home organizer so and oftentimes in in this whole organizing business um yes it's about organizing but first and the more important step so to speak is actually the decluttering phase because what's the point of organizing stuff into beautiful containers and whatnot if that stuff is actually not needed or used or it's just there. You spend a whole heap of money for storage and containers and this and that for nothing. And I always, I talk to that also a lot of with my clients sometimes, you know, decluttering is not that much different from, decluttering photos is not so much different from decluttering your wardrobe. How do you approach that? You gather all your, you know, tops first, you throw them all on a pile and then you sort them out you declutter and then you think about how to put them away and organize them i think with photos it's not much different and i really like how you describe that in the book and you go through step by step how to do it and you give the the readers the tools to do that themselves and explain I, I really liked how it's explained and it's very relatable that's what i like about the book um you use great examples of your personal life um and i think people can relate when they read it and make sense of it
2: yeah mm. i well i appreciate you saying that i think it's a great example because yeah decluttering and organizing are different things. And I say all the time, the easiest thing to organize is the thing you throw away. <laughs> like <laughs> if you give it away, throw it away, recycle, if it's not in your life anymore. And so I'll put a number on that and I keep track of these things. For our average client, let's just talk about digital organizing, organizing their digital photos. Our average client has 52% duplicates. And I'm not even talking about near duplicates. And like curating when you take 10 photos of the same group of people and want to get everybody's eyes open. I'm talking about technical duplicates. For us, it's 52%. Over half of it is just rubbish, literally stuff you don't need. So starting with the decluttering, I think is super important. And then that overwhelming feeling Well, now it's half. Like, Mm -hmm. I try to encourage clients with that. Like, hey, we still have a lot of work to do, but it's half of what we started with. Like, doesn't that (laughs) feel good? And with that systematic approach, Fiona, that you were talking about, that lightens the load right up front and makes it way more manageable. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Now, I have a, a question. All right. So is the book too detailed for beginners? It's got a lot of technical stuff in it. Yep. Um, What's your sort of thoughts um, about that?
2: Yeah, so um, I'm a little biased. I have a tech background, but I don't think so. I really tried to make it not too technical. And I will say, if you're familiar with any of the other stuff I produced, it's definitely not as technical as my courses. So for example, like my online courses are very detailed, technical, step-by-step, every little thing. I don't have too much of that in the book in this book. It's I, I tried to keep it a little bit higher level, a little bit more like framework and process. It's not an explanation of every widget and every software and everything. Mm-hmm. It's more like high level process. Um, we use Adobe Lightroom classic for everything. That's what most of my examples are in the book, but I also reference like, Hey, if you're not using this, here's some other software, if you're not using this, here's another deduplication app, right? It's not strictly a Lightroom book. Um, and so I just, I tried to keep it, um, again, high-level framework, not so technical. I hope that came through. Mm-hmm.
1: It did. I agree. I, yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah. yeah, we've we've done new courses or some of them. And it's, yeah, I totally agree what you just said. They are way more technical, um, which is also different because, you know, They are videos and you can follow step by step. You see things, you demonstrate things. The book is different. But I like about the book that you have quite a few, um, you know, a lot of images and screenshots. And I think that makes it a lot easier for people, Yeah.
2: Good. That's great.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: definitely. I think so too. And I do, and I do think that strategy overview um, that you give at the beginning of each chapter is good. But then there's a lot. There are still a lot of um, screenshots and how-to's in there, actually. And I think that's, um, you know, if someone was picking it up and they sort of didn't know. It, they they're like oh I want to organize my photos they did a Google search found your book <laughs> um, I think they'd be able to you know to get to the end of a project and really have um, you know a start to finish um, mm. for their own for their own photos I think yeah um, I think that's you know what it does offer as well so um, good for beginners and good for photo organizers like us too Chantel. I learned uh, I learned. <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I can't wait till the hard copy is in my bookshelf.
2: I <laughs> can't know. wait to get my
1: hands on it. So we t- just talked about other books. Also, um, how does this current latest book? How does that compare to other books? You think that, that are on the market about photo organizing? I mean, there's not too many. <laughs> but um, yeah. what's different? What's unique? What would you say?
2: Yeah, I think I, I, and I love, I love this industry. I love that it's growing and I love that we're all like learning from each other and propelling each other forward. I think what um, is different about what I bring to the table is on one hand, I look backwards and I look at like all my decades of experience at Adobe and technology. So I come to this work with a high level of, um, of kind of technical expertise um, and again, I don't think the book is too technical and overwhelming, but I come with that background, um, and, and it's very thorough, it's accurate, it's modern, it's full of like what I w- would really consider best practices, not just from my brain, but just across the digital imaging industries, you know? So, mm-hmm. so I think that is helpful looking back and looking forward. Um, I have, a, kind of an obsession with quality. Like, you know, we were talking earlier, um, that this is a big project. It's an important project. It's 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 big and it can be daunting. And I only wanna do it once. <laughs> my clients only wanna do it once. So with my obsession on quality, I think I can steer clients to do it right, do it the first time, get results that aren't just like okay, and aren't just gonna work for their current phone, computer, cloud account, whatever, but that are gonna get results that work on Mac, Windows, iOS, Android, Apple, Google, and for your, you, you know, years and generations to come, that's my vision. I always think about my client as my primary client and then like their grandkids as my secondary client. They don't really know it, <laughs> but that's who I have in mind. I want this stuff to last. Yeah. Um, that's my goal for my own family. That's my goal for clients. And that's what they can get from the book.
0: Mm. Absolutely. I, I like how,
1: or, yeah, I like uh, that, you know, you, you're not, trying to hide the fact around that these things take time. Sometimes, you know, people think there's a little magic wand or an app that can do it all for you. Well, sorry, that's just not the case. That's not reality. And I like that, you know, we in the book also. you very clear about that. It will take time. And whatever tools yeah. and workflows and processes you use, hopefully they're gonna use the one in the book because that's a real good you know, as Fee said, it's it's very methodical, uh the process. It's tried and tested. Um and it, it will it just needs time. It takes time. There's no way around yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Yep. Well, and the other, I mean, two other comments on that real quickly. I mean, I completely agree with you. Clients come to me and they're shocked about uh, one of two things. They're either shocked about how long it's going to take or how much it's going to cost. And then I gently, very gently with a smile, I remind them, you know, you are bringing four generations of photographs or whatever it is, you know, 60 years, a hundred years. We actually just scanned some letters from 1863, right? Like almost 160 years old. So I'm like, we have a lot of material. So this is gonna take a little bit of work, right? Like, so, and then once they, once they measure that, they're like, oh yeah, right, this is a big project. Um, and the other thing I'll say about quality is, um, and again, I, I don't wanna sound like a snob about it, but I do wanna do it right the first time. And so one of the things that I was pretty thrilled about, we were, I was actually just invited to speak at the Smithsonian um, about the work we do and helping them with some of their workflow. And I'm sure I have tons to learn from them too, um, but I'm looking forward to that hopefully happening this fall um and I and I think that kind of thing comes out of the quality of the work that we deliver to our clients and that's that's talked about in the book
0: yeah Yeah. absolutely now I'm going to ask um I want to talk about uh well the favorite part of the book I was gonna I was actually just gonna say I want to tell you what my favorite part is and I want to ask Chantel her favorite part and then Adam, you have to tell us yours. But before we do that, before we do that, can you tell us a little bit about even going about writing? Like you're a busy person. You've got, um, you know, a lot of staff now. You've expanded. You're, you know, um, how do you go about, uh, you know, uh, writing something like this? And was there something that you actually um, like had to go back in and like change? You go, oop got that wrong or need to redo that or update that or sort of what's your process on going about it? Something like yeah. this. With
2: a- yeah, the process is interesting. Um, again, it's my eighth book, so I've become much better at it. The fir- My first book, I was just about to go nuts, man. It does get better <laughs> over time. You get the process. And I think two things help. One is the book mirrors our workflow. So I just wrote out the workflow. Like I didn't have to make up a new bunch of stuff. This is what we do all the time. Um, So it was relatively simple in that regard. Obviously I have to give examples and tell stories that illustrate it, but the workflow is the workflow. Um, The other thing that I'll say personally about writing is um, it is hard and it is slow. And every time you think you write something good, put it away for 48 hours and read it again. And then you're like, (laughs) oh, that's not very good. And then you submit it to your editor, You're like, no, it's good. And then they come back. And then you realize, no, it was not good. But thanks to their brilliant work. Now it's finally readable, right? (laughs) So all that to say that writing is an iterative process, right? Don't think you're too smart. Give it a couple passes, it'll finally get better. Um, So that's helpful for me um, in every project.
0: Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say my favourite, and then Chantelle, do oh, do you want to go first, Chantelle? No, no, you go. (laughs) So um, I, yeah. So my my favourite parts about the book are that um, you are obsessive. (laughs) I take that as a compliment. I'm going to give that exactly, exactly. You can, you can. Um, uh, With everything, efficiency driven everything throughout from the beginning to the end and I think that is just my favorite and 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 that relates to um to the to method the the methodical um layout even you Mm. know it's easy to look at and and read which is good I think when you're going through a process like this to be able to pick back up and know where you left off and and make that clear um that obsessive uh, ability to be um efficient at uh, like the workflow and even the photos and just the you know they're all clear they've got a very easy to read feel about them and so yeah they, they're they my favorite bits I mean apart from the technical and the detail and things like that um it's yeah your obsession that comes through <laughs> your, your personality there you go <laughs> yeah.
2: I have no other way <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's great How about you, Gentile? what was your favourite part that just, and I think the reason I was doing, I wanted to to sort of, you know, pop this in the podcast for listeners really, um, is because, you know, I I wholeheartedly believe that when people are going into the job of organising their photos, any resource, you know, there's such a limited amount of stuff out there. um, And I just think, you know, if, if they're listening to the podcast, if they're trying courses, if they're um you know researching on their own you know all uh information is just good healthy helpful I think when you're going about something like this because our photos are so precious um so yeah I just thought it would be fun to just be able to (laughs) share a little bit of insight so that it might uh it might be something that someone might pick up and and run with as well
1: so Chantelle what's yours oh where do I start (laughs) It's it's tricky to choose a sort of a favourite or something. But I think, you know, what I mentioned before, I found the book is written in a way that I can relate to it. The examples that you use, the images that you use. Um, and yes, there is tech stuff in there, but it's not too detailed. I don't think it's going to be too overwhelming for people. I, I feel it's just the right amount of... Of tech stuff in there, it's um, you know the practical tips. And what I loved in particular also is that in you know more more than once, you you recommend software. And and yes, it's mostly you know Lightroom, but we also talk about others. But it's not just like a recommendation or sharing what you use. You actually give reasons for it. And you mm-hmm. share the criteria, you know, how do you choose this or that? And that's what I really loved about it. Because, again, these are, you know, practical things and saving everyone a ton of time to do that research. <laughs> you explain, like, things, for example, like different um formats like you know what is it jpeg what is it tiff what is this and that so it's also it can be used as a bit of a reference book um that's what i really loved about it and it's very very practical and yeah
2: yeah so can't well, wait. Well, I, I so appreciate you saying that because personally one of my pet peeves is when i hear somebody say like xyz is the best you know some camera or some software or a website. It's the best. I'm like, the best at what? Like, like I don't know what's if what's important to you is what's important to me, right? You know, I I know lots of places online that have like the best, like the best restaurant reviews ever. I'm like, yeah, it's a college town and they're all 19-year-old kids. They don't have the same appetite that I do, right? (laughs) So in in software, I appreciate that that comes through. You know, I'll tell people It's not the best. It's this is what I've chosen based on these criteria. So if you have similar goals, then you should consider this. Right. But it's but I but I do try to be clear about that. Yeah, that's helpful.
0: Mm. Um, All right. So your your favorite. (laughs) What's your favorite part of the book?
2: Yeah, my favorite part of the book is I'm going to I'm going to give away like a like one of my favorite gems, actually. This is a tip. Um, The rest of the book's worth buying, too. But here's one of my favorites is it's actually about curation. So my tip is most people curate their photos from beginning to end, right? They they go to a birthday party, they have a holiday, you know, the, the kinds of things that they take photos of. And then if they ever curate them, they curate them from the beginning to the end. I think that is the worst way to do it. And here's why. Imagine yourself at one of these scenes. You get your camera out and you're trying to get people to gather and you take like a test photo to see if the light's right. And then you get some people together and then you take a photo still too early because like somebody's fixing their hair. And then and then you finally get a good photograph. And it and when you take that photograph, that's when you stop taking because, you know, you finally got the shot. So one of the tips that I offer in the book about curation is don't go forward to back, go backwards to forward. Start at the end. And your last shot may be your best if you want to keep some of the goofy ones fine but that last shot is probably your best and then you might be able to delete the rest and save yourself a ton of time so just little things like that that you only get from experience and you find these faster ways those are some things that that i want to share with with the readers
0: awesome yeah love it yep i really i actually um when i read that part i thought I, well, I do do that actually. Sometimes, you know, you naturally you sort of flick through your photos to see if you got the shot. Yep. And I do go to the end first, and then I flick the other way, making sure that that was the last one I want.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, so, and again, with as many photos as we have, all it takes is a few tips like that, just to make yeah. the load lighter.
0: But yes. I never thought of doing that as far, you know, but I hadn't sort of as a as a concrete tip sort of thing about, you know, when you're going through all of the photos. And, the, and that's yep. the kind of thing that I think is really helpful, those um, just tried and true um, things that you apply, you know, every day when you're, you know, mm. organising millions of photos a year, as you say. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so can you tell us when and how, when is this available? How can people grab a copy and um, tell us sort of the practical, some of the practical stuff if you can?
2: Yeah. So the book is generally available now, and I realize we have a global audience, so that may vary in different regions, but the book is shipping in volume, uh, at least in the States where I know many of your listeners are. It should now be shipping from Amazon.com, where people can actually get the first like chapter and a half as a free sample. Like right. if they want to check it out, but they're not sure if it's worth their time or money, they can check that out and see what they think for free. Um, they should be able to find it at Barnes & Noble. They can find it directly from the publisher site. So that's Rocky Um, and globally at your local resellers, um, again, distribution's a challenge right now as everybody knows, Mm -hmm. but it is, uh, going out. And I actually just met with my publisher last week and they told me pre-orders were like three times normal, uh, for one of their books. So I was, I felt encouraged by that. Um, and they have, uh, produced and shipped to match that demand. So hopefully it'll be getting out to everybody very soon.
1: Beautiful. And And it is... It is a hardcover book. Does it also exist as an ebook, or how how's that going?
2: Yeah, good question. So there's two options. So it's there's a print book. It's actually not hardcover. It's soft cover, oh. um, but but it is real paper, right? So you can hold it in your hand. I have one now in my hand. So uh, so it's um, yeah, soft cover printed. There's also an ebook edition um, in many formats like PDF and e- uh, EPUB and things like that. Um, And they're probably the best deal. You can buy it wherever you like, but probably the best deal. We're going to have a, you guys are going to share a coupon code for listeners so they can get a discount off that, uh, a generous 40% discount, and they can apply that to Rocky Nook. And they Rocky Nook actually has a bundle. It's the only place where you can get the ebook and the paper book together for one price uh, without buying them separate. And so that way, if you want one like mobile on the go, you can have both. It's a pretty good deal.
0: Mm.
1: Awesome. Sounds good.
0: Fantastic. That is great. So we'll put all those details up on the um, on our show notes as well on from our website, and obviously people can find all those details from you through your own website, Adam, as well. Yep.
2: Uh, yes, I should. Uh, I think the books there. Yes, <laughs> all the courses are. I'll make sure the book is. We've been so busy. I've just hired a bunch of staff. We're building out a new studio that's 10 times bigger. It's a crazy season, but we're grateful for all of it.
0: (laughs) That's fabulous. That's great. Well, look, we just want to say thank you so much. It's been really good. I really hope um, our listeners have been able to, you know, get the heart of, of, you know, where you're coming from behind that in this episode. I think um, it really is um, just a helpful resource I really think that um, like I said before you know we're all together we love our photos we we, you know we're passionate about this as a um, as a way to help others really be able to share those stories and the legacy behind um, their lives and pass that down to generations and that's sort of you know where we're coming from and if if you know hopefully this has been you know been able to to be a great resource for others to help them do what they do best with their own photos. So thank you for being a big part of that um, and all that you contribute into um, into uh, others, other people in the industry and, and organisers as well like ourselves.
2: Yeah, thank you. It's been a privilege. Appreciate what you guys do and to partner up with you and – it's been a blast. Who, who, who couldn't enjoy talking about something they love? So, exactly. been great. <laughs> exactly.
1: and also, um, I just realized we ha- actually haven't mentioned that in our discussion now that the book is not purely about digital photos, you do mm. actually also mention how to deal with print and how to, yeah. you know, conversion from all the media to new to digital. So, yeah, for our listeners out there, that might be an important aspect as well. It's not only about digital
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we do. We talk about I talk about scanning recommendations, resolution, file format. Again, not too nerdy and technical, but some basic guidelines mm-hmm. that you'd want to know. And I couldn't, I, I, I could have written a whole another book, but they wouldn't let me yet. Um, but I also <laughs> tried to sneak in some stuff about video as well, like video and audio conversion. You know, I, I, it's not a comprehensive guide to that, but inevitably, when you start this project, you think it's all photos, and then there's like a videotape in the box. Like, what do I do with that? Like how do I get this converted? So I snuck in a little bit of that as well to to guide because I know it comes up.
0: Mm. Yes, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, very good, wonderful. Um, Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining us. Um, And we just want to encourage you to pop on over to the DIY Photo Organising website. Um, And we've got lots of other podcast episodes there. And just keep in touch through our social media, um, Facebook, um, but mainly just on the website. All the show notes are there and things like that. So I think once you get into this uh, world of photo organizing there's some specific sort of things you want to learn about so just do a search on that podcast page and and different things will pop up so you can get a specific Mm -hmm. episode that just helps you learn about the um, area that you're most interested in um, and as always, we'd love your feedback. Uh, we have a wish list request, which we love getting from our listeners. If there's other topics that you um, would love to hear about, then we would love to do a bit of research and find a great guest um, and cover them for you. Um, so thanks again for listening. Thanks again, Adam, so much for joining us. Thank you both. And Thank you. Um, yeah, and
1: so uh, I am Fiona from Photo Helper. And I am Chantal from Photos in Order. Thanks again, Adam, and thanks to our listeners. And don't forget to check out the show notes and the code will be there too. See you next time. Great. Right, bye.